You're listening to the Brand Builders Podcast with your hosts, Scott Dunstan and Brian Young. Welcome to another episode of the Brand Builders Podcast powered by the Dunstan Group. My name is Brian Young, and we are here with the president of the Dunstan Group, Scott Dunstan, and Will Bigham uh, from the Pizza Peel and Improper Pig. Now, Charlotte has no shortage of great restaurants, and some of the best are homegrown, born and raised here, local favorites. Uh, and one man behind some popular names like the Pizza Peel and Improper Pig is Will. You know, our mouths are just watering thinking about this. Will, thanks for joining us on the Brand Builders podcast today. I'm hungry. Tell us, uh, tell us how you got into the restaurant business and how I think Burger King might have played a part in there somewhere. It did. Um, so it all started, my dad... Uh, was a Burger King franchisee. He's actually from Morganton, North Carolina. Got in the furniture business, moved up north, had my brother in Detroit, myself in Chicago, realized it's too cold and wanted to get back down. And so this was late 70s. He bought into the Burger King franchisee business back in Albemarle, North Carolina. So that's how we started there. Then we went from there to Florence, South Carolina, and then here to Charlotte. So my job growing up was uh, originally breaking down boxes and picking up cigarette butts, you know, and then I finally uh, got grew tall enough to work the drink station at drive through, which was huge because then, you know, big time Coke for the guests, Coke for yourself. Yeah. Um, <laughs> a type of deal. So one for you, maybe one a for bite out of a Whopper every now and then. Exactly. So that's how it all uh, started. And then from there, my parents are also really good. Um, my mom's a great cook, always cook. My dad's a grill master. Um, so I went to college at Charleston for a couple of years and decided I was going to get in the restaurant business. So I flipped over to Johnson and Wales and, um, started there and got a food and beverage management degree. So you did a year of the culinary side of things and then a uh, year of the accounting and all that. So I did that and then came back to Charlotte, started working at Mimosa Grill downtown. Um, from there I moved up to New Jersey, Morristown, New Jersey, got a job with the brew chef, um, up there working in kitchens, um, and then came back down. At that point, my brother was living in London, and I was going to try to go over there and work, but couldn't get a work visa. So opened up a bakery, uh, Bellini's Desserts. So we did cakes and everything. We did everything for Dean and Deluca when they first closed down their um, location. Well, they didn't close down the locations. They closed down at Phillips Place all the baking and started sourcing out. So we did all their stuff for all five of the locations they had at that time. Um, and we were literally in a warehouse back off the Shopton Road over close to the airport. Um, so did that, and we were doing wedding cakes and all that. We did desserts for Harper's, Red Rocks Cafe, um, a bunch of different restaurants around town. That didn't work out. My partner and I just didn't really see eye to eye on things, so I got back into the Burger King business. And at that point, Cotswold, um, what was it, Chicken Out Rotisserie, I believe, that was there. That location came up, and uh, we looked at um, doing the franchise, which was Mama Foo's at the time. Oh, so that did the Mama Foo's there, um, and then from there we did a Moe's up at North Lake Mall, and then we did the Flying Biscuit Cafe out at Stonecrest Shopping Center, and then the Pizza Peel came about when uh, Moon Dog Cafe went out over there. So uh, my father was friends with the gentleman who was friends with the guy that was the owner there. Um, so we talked to him and took over the place, bought the equipment, and said, let's do pizza because we already had the equipment in there. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of where I started. Um, I'm a culinary guy, so just started playing around with the recipes and all that kind of stuff. 
um, came up with the concept, had that, and we did the other flying biscuit at Park Road, then flipped the improper pig over, and then Peel Central. So yeah, it's kind of Tommy Dern. Yeah, still, that's my still... timeline, baby. <laughs> still hey, growing. You, yeah. you look pretty young, man. Yeah. You must have started oh, when God. you were like three. I did. I popped. I popped three kids out there for a while. We had uh, every time we did another location, we'd have another kid. So I wanted to. Hang on. Are you still operating? You still doing flying biscuit? Yep, we still have both those locations. Love awesome. Yeah, awesome. definitely. As a new dad, I, I mean, mad props. Have a kid, then open up a new restaurant. Like, it's no big deal. I need to go home and right? reevaluate <laughs> what I'm doing. <laughs> I'm just partly crazy. Yeah, no. so I love chaos. <laughs> no, that's awesome, man. You um, must really know how to attract talent, right? Because there has to be a team around you that yeah. that, that helps you navigate through all of this, right? Definitely. That's, that's We've a got lot a of great concepts team. and yeah. a lot of employees, it seems. And yep. A yeah. lot of them have been with me from day one. There's a bunch, bunch of them that are still with me that have been with me from day one. So that speaks a lot. Yeah. about how you're running things. Yeah, for sure. Treat them right. Very cool. And this is this is coming from somebody. I was actually a cook in um, in college, and my wife is probably laughing right now as she hears this. But I understand how difficult it is to create good food. Mm -hmm. um, now the interesting thing is, is you've jumped into multiple different arenas, right? You've been in, from bakeries to pizzas to Mo's to breakfast. Is one harder than the other? Is if you're good at cooking and you have that mindset, you can come in and just kind of create the concept. Like to me, I would that would be like, oh, well, I kind of like you're all over the place, but they're all successful. So tell me how you make that happen. Uh, good people. Yeah, that's what it comes down to, and uh, just the hard work. I mean, really, um, they're all different. Baking is is harder. Uh, I would say that's the toughest one, just from the simple fact of. If, a, if there's a mess up, like I can remember, you know, you're baking these cakes. So we used to do like the five layer chocolate mousse cake and we do like Ooh. 10 of them at a time. And so you bake them, which take a while and then you have to make the mousse. So you're probably 14, 15 hours in and then you go to cut it and you miscut it and you're done. Right. So it's not like burn eggs. Oh, crap. All right. Two seconds later, I'm, I've got eggs. Right. So the baking side is definitely the you got to be laser focused because if you do something wrong, it's a lot of time. And, uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I enjoy cooking. I, I enjoy like challenging and, um, I enjoy going out and eating something. And then you're like, oh, this is good. And recreating it or putting your little twist on it. So, so you can eat something and then literally go home and recreate that. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Eat something, figure it out and then yeah. play with it and go, oh, this is, this is the flavor I want out of it. So that's kind of how the dough at the pizza peel came about. There's, yeah. I go to a festival, a Shikori Hills festival every year up in um actually they do it twice a year now up in silk hope north carolina and there's a guy who had pizza up there he comes from uh trumansburg new york and his crust was had a good crunch on there and it was chewy afterwards and that's how i was like man i gotta recreate this so um i actually spoke with uh peter reinhardt who's a really uh culinary guy master on, on baking and and he threw me a couple recipes played with those recipes and that's how he came up with that dough there interesting so, yeah now tell us about the pizza peel and and the unusual name with the pizza peel how did you come up with that well the pizza peel actually the peel is the tool we use to put the pizzas in and out take them in and out of ovens so that's called a peel so that's how we came up with the name the pizza peel and tap room is obviously we have 43 beers on tap at the original location um, wow so that's how we came up with the name 
So, and that's interesting. I didn't, I didn't know that at all. And, and when you think of pizza, you could probably drive down the street and see a new pizza place on every block, whether it's a chain or whether it's a local restaurant. Yep. Um, what makes you guys unique and really what makes the pizza peel stand out? A couple different things. Um, our pizza, our dough actually is different. Um, we use, I took the original recipe when I first opened up, I had a white uh, dough and a wheat dough. And I did three different um, sizes. And about after a week, I was like, I'm crazy <laughs> because now I'm having a dough ball, six different dough balls, and I had to have six different trays under. So I'm like, this is crazy. Yeah. So scratch that. We went with a 16-inch and an 8-inch. And um, I flipped over to just, just doing the wheat dough. And so what makes that different is we use molasses instead of sugar in there. Um, what, the, what that does is it causes – it takes longer for the yeast to break down molasses than simple sugar, so we do a slow-rise process. So we, our dough sits, instead of making it and leaving it on the table and cutting it and using that day, we let it sit and we dough ball it, put it in the cooler, let it chill, and then it's a slow-rise, which to us develops a better flavor. And then we also use 10% uh, wheat flour in there, so it's high-gluten flour and then wheat, so that gives it a little different flavor profile. And then we also use a lot of olive oil in there. Some places use all water. Obviously, it's a lot less expensive, but we use olive oil, which conditions the dough. So what that does is when it cools off, the dough, you, you don't have cardboard. It, it's really good when it's cold or whatever. So that, that piece makes us different. And the other piece that makes us different, being a culinary guy, is I wanted the place to be the neighborhood spot. So we've got more than just pizza. We have fish tacos. We have pretty much anything, um, salads, sandwiches. Um, we just We do it all. So, and, and how many locations do you have? The now? Pizza Peel, we have three locations. Three locations. Yep. And Cotswold you, Central and Downtown Matthews. And you're looking to continue to grow that concept? Is that correct? Is yeah, it? we have one uh, hopefully be open by the end of the year out at uh, Ray Farms and that new project they're building out there. What are you looking for when you're looking for new locations or new areas or neighborhoods? And, I mean, are you family friendly? Like, yeah. Who's your customer kind of thing? We're family friendly, as gotcha. we like to say. Come one, come all, mm -hmm. and you can even bring the dog. Oh, hey-o. <laughs> Woo-woo, baby. That's Charlotte in a nutshell right there. That's it. So, yeah, we're family friendly. Um, that, that was part of the goal of the place is, you know, you're going to come in, have good food, relax, have some beers, but we're not the place you're going to come in and get crazy and mm -hmm. all that. I mean, we've had some crazy stuff situation sure <laughs> yeah i'd love but, to actually know probably one of the craziest yeah. stories could you share that with us like, i can there was uh it was was some, it, did it involve yeah, dc location <laughs> there but we did have a and which is funny it was a reggae band one night and um you know reggae's chill right because yeah. we do live music so at one point there's a group of gentlemen that live in the neighborhood i guess and uh one of the guys got well you know they had a little too many beers and one said um started talking back and forth and i guess thought that there was some cheating going on with a wife oh yeah. so yeah so one got up and then slammed the other on a table and then my manager uh walked over and um and the guy's sitting there screaming he looked at the manager and said did you mess around with my wife too and and oh, the guy the was like yeah, so, to the manager, and the manager's like, uh, what? I was like, did you ask him if she's good looking first? Yeah. Like, I don't know. Let me see a pic. Yeah. I, I mean, am I? I don't know. I'm single. So, yeah. so yeah, that was. Scroll uh, through Tinder. Is this her? Yeah, is that her? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that was 
That was the only uh, fight that broke out at, at the Peel. So. Well, Dad, you might be doing pretty well if that's the well, that's one, right? Well, that's at Cotswold. Central's a whole different story. Uh, yeah. So Central, you have the cornhole boards and things out We do. Outside, we have cornhole. So we, have all, we have that little green space out front mm-hmm. that um, we put. We originally did um, regular uh, grass out there, and soon after realized the kids were tearing it up and dragging mud and sand throughout, so we did turf out there. So now we have different games we do out there we have live music out there we got that nice patio so that's yeah. such a buzzing area now too right yeah like, how that's long have fun. you been there at that location uh, four four years now okay i live over Very in that cool. area i bought a house over there in 2000 so it was fun to have a spot right pretty much two blocks away from where i live too absolutely yeah. um, t- tell us a little bit about your improper pig concept as well if you will all right the improper pig so the goal of that is was to be able to have um your basic not basic but great barbecue you know Um, we have six different sauces there um but i also wanted to the improperness comes out because we also have walks still in the kitchen so i had the mama foods there before i kept the walk in the kitchen so we'd be able to do asian stuff as well so we do like a pud thai with your choice of smoked meat We'll do like our Thai basil with the choice of smoked meat. And actually, we're even smoking tofu. So that that there is pretty improper. Interesting. So uh, <laughs> that, <laughs> there, there, you tell right. people, be like, what? <laughs> what are you doing? But we have a lot of vegetarian items actually on the menu because I wanted to keep, we had a high follow, following of vegetarians at the Mama Foods. So we want to make sure we still took care of those um, people as well that eat vegetarian which i eat a lot of vegetables myself um but also wanted to focus on just really doing the nice meats we uh smoke the what pork brisket and um chicken as well so um we have our rub that i came up with that recipe and then the six different sauces that we have are um my mom's mary b's barbecue sauce which is a tomato based sauce doesn't have any added sugar the only sugar in it is from the ketchup in there um, so that's what I grew up on. And then um, vinegar, eastern vinegar sauce. Not true eastern vinegar because they don't put any tomato in there. So we do have a little bit of um, tomato paste in there. Got it. Um, but then we also do um, Jeff's mustard sauce. So Jeff is one of the contractors that helped us out. And I took his uh, – he's from South Carolina, so that's why it's mustard. Took his sauce, played with it because I'm not a huge sweet guy, so I took a little of the sugar out. Added a couple things, so we did that. Um, then we also have two Asian sauces. We have Tong Thai, which is sweet chili. And Tong is actually a Thai chef that used to work at Mama Foods. But before that, he had the King and I that was on um, Independence right next to the Coliseum. Before that, he was on Central. And he was one of the original Thai chefs here in Charlotte. Um, so that's his sauce, sweet chili sauce. It's amazing. Put it on anything. Um, and then we have a spicy hoisin sauce, which is the recipe I came up with where you take hoisin. I take chili manzanos, which are um, mm. these yellow chilies that have black seeds in them. They're grown in the mountains of Mexico. A little bit spicier than a uh, serrano pepper. Um, very fruity, though, because they're yellow. So got this really good fruitness to them. Um, and we put ginger in there, garlic, a little bit of soy. So that's the other, um, what's that, five? And then we ha- also have uh, queen bee sauce. So that's our red bay sauce that is a little sweeter, a little molasses, a little bit of honey added to that one. So. Man, what's for lunch? I know, right? <laughs> so, bring you some ribs. Might I should have brought uh, smoked yeah. wings. That's <laughs> one of the best things I love to do is get the smoked wings there and then 
you just take all the different sauces on the plate and it's kind of like dipping it and moving all around and getting developing all the different flavors so i'm just curious like you you have all these different concepts is it is it not easier well easy might not be the word because none of it's easy but how do you keep up with the different brands i mean are the systems in place very similar throughout the different brands and i'm also curious like what your day looks like you know <laughs> with all these different are you bouncing around to these or like you know, right. Just curious, man, yeah. if, if you could share that with us a little bit. Uh, my day, I, I don't really try to schedule too many things because you never know what's going to happen. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm surprised we got you in here. I mean, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> Thank you for to, that. I'm just good to flow. I yeah. take, each, I, I, I take each day the way it comes at me. Um, so our, our vision is to spread intentionally spread the love through everything we do. So that's the, the culture that I really try to established and we're really getting there now after you know we've been in for 12 years i think 12 13 years doing it um so building that and the people that come on board i think they they feel that we i treat my people well i'm i'm a kitchen guy too so i'll go in and bang any station that you know yeah. that comes up if they need help so Good for I, you. I think they see that if there's a, a lot of people who come on board are like at first they're kind of like what's going on here we're like what are you doing you know, got to do dishes. I'm doing dishes. You got to take out trash. Take it. It doesn't. It doesn't matter. Sure. So I think they see it's a team aspect, a family aspect. We're very family focused. And and hey, I mean the restaurant business is hard, right? I mean, sure. And the people that come into the restaurant business, you don't have a lot of people going. Oh, I went to college, got my MBA, and I'm jumping in the restaurant business, right? Right. So it's all walks of life. It's it's. I love it because that's what it is. We're all. It's all diversity. It's everything. So it's it's just a matter of being family and coming together and having fun and creating food and creating that experience for the guests, get them to come back. And you mentioned um, that the restaurant business is not easy, and, and this is true. And this is a, a stat. 60,000 restaurants are started in the U.S. every year. 50,000 fail. Um, I think you mentioned a little bit about kind of your secret sauce. And, you know, good for you for being that owner that goes in and picks up the trash and will cook at any station. I think that's amazing to lead from um, from example and I think I, I work for someone that does that as well. So I do appreciate that yeah. on a lot of different levels. Now, one of the coolest things that I want to talk about is you were featured on Diners, Dives, and Drive-Ins. Yes. We got to hear about this We story. were. So uh, they called us, um, I think that was two years ago, they called us like in August and they said, hey, we're interviewing for a couple of restaurants. We're coming to town in November. Um, and so I sat there and talked to a lady and she was based out of Chicago for about two hours doing a phone interview about it. And then they said, all right, well, we'll get back to you. We'll let you know. And about two weeks ahead of time, they called and said, Hey, we're going to, we're going to put y'all on. We want to feature you. And this is how it's going to roll. So you, they come in on a Monday, you close down pretty much Monday through Friday for lunch, um, wow. and come in and they film all the different things on your menu. Um, you have to provide them obviously with a list of all the ingredients. Um, so the camera crew and, um, pretty much just the camera crew shows up. They have a crew that come in Monday through Thursday and then guy shows up on Friday and does his, his deal and you cook the different items, but on all the stuff you see going on before is the filming of it all. They already have all that. And then guy comes in and, and talks to us and does his deal. So yeah, it was cool. It was what a fun did you, experience. What did he eat? 
uh he ate our chow bao taco so um that was his favorite thing and actually the, the spicy hoisin sauce he was he had that and he's like man that's gangster and, uh, <laughs> he's like you need to have that stuff bottled he didn't he was like well what's cool is he's like man what's a chill i've never heard of a chili manzano he's like what he was he's like where is it da, da, da. asking all these questions and I, he's like i gotta see it so i showed him a case and brought the case out he's like man i live in southern california i've never seen these things wow. so i was like yeah that's <laughs> a huge score one so there's your yeah. experience talking right like, how excited, the culinary side how excited yeah. were you yeah. and how like nervous were you and did you make the food like i feel like that would be like all right guys we all gotta we gotta be ready to, to rock this out and not saying that they don't rock it out on a daily basis yeah. but having a video camera in there and closing down your restaurant has to throw a little bit more a little pressure uh, yeah, on it. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. That <laughs> no, was really exciting. It was a lot of fun. Um I uh it, the crew did an amazing job prepping everything. Darius our is one of our, our partners with us and um he was he and I came up with the whole menu at the pig and about a week sat down and did it. So he did the whole session with guy um as far as that's the one you see yeah. on. Um so yeah, it was it was super exciting. It was a lot of fun. A little bit of pressure. Um, but you know, restaurant business is all about pressure. That's so right. We're used to it, man. <laughs> That's right. Bring it. <laughs> Bring it. How is it finding labor? You you, you touched on that earlier. Um, um you yeah. know, with the stats Brian gave about the amount of restaurants and the labor pool. And yeah. Is it is it challenging for you? It is challenging. It, it's uh, getting more and more challenging, um, especially with all the immigration policies going on and everything that's been going on these last couple of years. Um, we're really obviously a focus on driving good labor out of here for the restaurant people. Um, sure. so that's, that's making it even more tough. I know people, um, I know it's not about a labor thing, but I know the people, um, say, Oh, well, there's, there's plenty of people for jobs. There's not plenty of people for jobs right. out there, especially in Charlotte good right ones, now, because, <laughs> yeah, because like there's so experience. many restaurants opening yeah. also. So the, the labor pool, it's, it's hard. Does that drive your costs up? Yes. Yeah, yeah definitely. So that that's a challenge as well. Obviously, yeah. at the end yeah. of the day, we gotta try to make a profit somewhere, right? <laughs> yeah. you, you, you hope. I mean, we love what we do, but <laughs> yeah, and uh, restaurant business is definitely it's, pennies on the dollar. It's very capital intensive, uh, right? Just yeah. to keep the doors open. Yeah, you know? high labor, you know, yeah. and and high rent too. And if you look around now, with the the change with online ordering, everything stores are you know regular stores that supply merchant stuff are really going to online so renting all the people out there want restaurants come in and rent and you know all this sure. tear down it's high high numbers to uh even rent a spot so yeah you, I've, I've sometimes heard the you whole... think you're working for the right <laughs> <laughs> the guy who owns the building <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> Um, and, and what about the fast casual concepts? They're probably eating into your come out and dine yeah. scenario too, right? Definitely. Yeah. That's why we've really yeah. focused on just the family sure. friendly spots, mm -hmm. place you can come in, bring, bring your, your kids, kids, your dog, bring everybody, have fun, relax, and just have yeah. a good time. Well, I know for a fact when flying biscuit, man, there's always a wait. Yeah. It's got to be yeah. good. Yeah. And yeah, good. I'm sure it has its challenges. But Yeah, it's but fun. Man, that, that, love that place. Yeah. <laughs> That's one because in the on a Sunday, Saturday or Sunday, it's, it's the most fun because in the restaurant business, you get your lunch hit and you get your dinner hit. But there, you're, you've got a hit from like 9 to 2. And, I mean, it's like tickets across, which is the most fun is, you know, for for me is when it's ticket, 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 go, go, go. <laughs> yeah. Do some of your concepts carry the weight? An expense if another concept is slow. Yeah, I mean, 
yeah, I guess definitely. there's a whole one one umbrella company. One umbrella, all, yeah, yeah, yep. So definitely, um, sometimes the, the higher Ooh. producers help cover the lower producers, and now that we've built um, a couple of the for a while there, we were doing you know a different concept every time, but now that we have um, more peels and we have another biscuit and we're going to do another pig, we can use some of the employees to be like, hey, you know what, can you go over here for tonight because so and so called out or yeah, whatever happened. Well, I also think with that, and, and I moved into Charlotte eight years ago. Yeah. But I, as a family, I guess a dad now and wife, kid, would rather go to a locally owned restaurant in Charlotte. And now understanding Absolutely. Improper Pig and Pizza Peel, I live, I don't live in Matthews, but I live close. If there were to be one that was close to me in Ballantyne, I would choose to go to that over any other pizza place just because. Right. And I feel like now that you've had kind of the brand awareness on those chains and you have such good locations, why not open them up elsewhere? You know, I think that's yeah. awesome. So good for you, man. So what's Definitely. what's next? What do we do now? Next, we're currently uh, working on the Improper Pig in downtown Fort Mill. Awesome. So uh, it's a really cool location um, right there on the old strip. Um, so be, being that we love to go into new communities, we're very excited. Um, we actually took off um, the plaster on this wall, and there's a massive Pepsi-Cola um, oh, advertisement cool. that used to be an outdoor billboard um, and then our space that was added on they they tell me it was added on like 1905 so that painting of that wall was probably I guess in sometime late 1800s or something so that's going to literally run down the whole side of the wall that's where the awesome. kitchen that's is very, um, you told Pepsi that? We haven't do you yet. sell Coke? We do sell Coke. <laughs> <Uh-oh>. so <laughs> Leverage. I think we're going to go, we're gonna have to go Pepsi yeah, in that yeah. location and actually uh, had the Piedmont cigarettes uh, sign on there too, which interesting. is interesting. Yeah. It's amazing what like wallpaper and plaster and like the, p- what people are finding now. Yeah. Under, it's insane. Yeah, so we got that. Uh, oh, hopefully, you over. own reclaim wood. Exactly. <laughs> 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 One less wall you got. <laughs> exactly. Well, uh, you know, Will, it's been a pleasure to have you on here. I, I learned a lot, and and I love your chains, and I, I can't wait to to go eat at them again. Tell us a little bit. Um, how can people get in touch with you and how can they learn more about your restaurants? And especially if you're listening and you want a job in the restaurant world, if you have a kid that is in college or is looking to graduate and wants to work for somebody, please contact Will. Um, he is a great guy and will take care of you and you can be part of the family as well. But tell us how they can get in contact with you. Uh, you can get in contact our website. We have uh, the improperpig.com and uh, tapandpeel.com. Um, you can go to stomp, chomp, and roll. Um, dot com and that is uh, stomp chomp and roll is the overall brand um yeah we're coming to one of the restaurants if you're looking for a job join team stomp chomp roll.com so uh yeah we got many ways to or come into the restaurant and say where the heck is he <laughs> and he's gonna come back from the kitchen because he's probably right. taking the something. trash out. That's right. Yeah. Got to work on a uh, mood enhancer for D- for DC over here. At the, uh, <laughs> my five layer chocolate mousse cake. So. I love that, it. That guy's your brand right there. <laughs> That's it. He is the man. Will, thank you very much, man. Sure, man. Enjoy thank you it. Anytime. Take it easy. You've been listening to the Brand Builders Podcast, brought to you by the Dunstan Group with your host, Scott Dunstan and Brian Young. For branded merchandise and apparel that makes first impressions and ones that last, check out the Dunstan Group at dunstangroup.com.